A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince. But it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. No, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And we just want to remind you that our website, where we link to everything we mentioned on the show, is forever35podcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at forever35pod, Instagram at forever35podcast, and on Facebook, where we have a Facebook group and the password is serums. You really went through that. I'm forever haunted by the person who told us that our intro was too long and they were like annoyed about it. I literally am forever haunted by that one message. So, Oh, I don't even remember that. Well, this is how you and I are different. You let things roll off your back, and I absorb things like a sponge. Uh, I think that's a thing that can be taught, like not to be, not to get us totally off track, but I feel like I used to hold on to like criticism or anything like that for a long time. And now maybe it's just because now I have like more going on in my brain, but I, I feel like I don't have the brain space for it. Like it just goes like in and out. That's not to say I, I it mean, all goes in and out, but like I would say a lot of it does. I'm 
impressed. It is not something I have, I have tried. I still think about the woman who hated my book so, so, so much that she wrote me a scathing email. Sometimes I think about Googling her to make sure she's okay. I mean, I still I think remember about her. her because you sent me that email. I do. You know what, though? I do occasionally think about the woman who emailed Excellent Adventure six weeks postpart when I was six weeks postpartum <laughs> to tell me that Matt and I were ungrateful and horrible people. Oh, God, Dory. <laughs> and that she was unsubscribing from the podcast. <laughs> and we had just like really disappointed her. Yeah, I mean, sometimes these things, they do stay with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But other times I'm just like, eh, whatever. Like someone talking about our intro being too long. Like right now, I'm actually deliberately drawing out our intro. (laughs) This is again how we're different. (laughs) Just to be annoying. (laughs) I mean, you just, you're, you're secure in, you're secure in doing things that like if someone criticizes it, you're like, but I, this is how I, I want to do it. And this is how I think is best. So I'm going to do it. Whereas I'm yeah, like, I do deferential, I, you know, I, well, but I think, you know, I do try to think about what I think Joanna Goddard said this when we interviewed her a thousand years ago that like, even the most annoying criticism, she tries to like, kind of objectively evaluate whether mm-hmm. there's some truth to it. Yes, yes, yes. And I think, I think that is good. valuable because I do think often my knee-jerk instinct is to be like, they don't know what they're talking about. And then I'm like, well, okay. Well, I mean, maybe there is some truth to this. Well, I, but, I will say, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Do you want to go ahead? No, please. I will say what I do think is really good advice for people who have both of our personalities is to always take a beat mm-hmm. because... I, I feel like in the past four years, let's say we've been working on this podcast and we'll, let's say we get some negative feedback. My immediate reaction is to like have a meltdown over it. And yours is more like whatever. And then I think we take a beat and we're able to both like process it a little bit in a more, from a more mm-hmm. even place. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. taking a beat is probably the best advice in any, anytime you receive something that you weren't expecting. You know, or that affects you differently. I didn't expect to get on this topic, yes, but here I am. Yes. Here we are. I led us here. No, this I is, did by speeding through fault. the intro. No, no, it's me because you could tell I was rushing because in my brain is the like, hey, I'm so sick of hearing you do this intro. But we do it because we do want, because inevitably we do get questions of like, where can it's I find true. stuff? Where, yeah. Look, it's you know, true. we try our best to please everybody. Yeah, but you know what? The problem when you try to... Okay, I actually am going to disagree with you. We don't... (laughs) I don't try my best to please everybody because I think, A, trying to please everybody is way too exhausting. And B, like when you try to please everybody, you end up pleasing nobody. Right. And this is the life lesson I've had to learn because as a people pleaser, I've been put on this earth to please everyone. I get it. I fully get it. Look, but I think, sorry, I'm just going to keep keep going. going. Let's dig into the story. There, I, you know, I think that there, like, you do reach a sort of level of inner peace when you allow yourself to be disliked. I'm learning that. I'm learning that. 
and I think I think part of it is like knowing that, you know, I have a new book coming out and not everybody is having to accept the fact that people are going to hate it. Some people might think it's mediocre. Some people might like it. Some people might love it. But just having to accept that is, yeah. has, is, is a really good practice because you're, you're not, this is like for my whole life, all I've ever wanted is to make sure nobody hates me. That's my like mm-hmm. number one fear. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, when I got that email from the woman who hated the dead moms club so much and was like, what told me they were, she was offended by my book. Uh, I was like, it was the worst thing that happened to me. Cause it was like, somebody was just like, I hate you. But mm-hmm. having to like kind of sit in that, I think you're right. I think that is a really, it's really hard, but being okay, like knowing that and being okay with that is. Yeah. And, that's, and that's not to say that like, you can't still be like hurt or sad when someone, you know, gives you a bad review or says something mean or, you know, or even just like dislikes your work. But I think it's kind of like we were saying, was it last episode? Just like, okay, then keep it moving. But you know what we were, you and I were talking about yesterday, not on the podcast is how like, we had challenging interactions with teachers as kids and like how sometimes Mm. you like, some of the interactions I had with my fourth and fifth grade teachers are like, I still talk about in therapy, you know, like you, these, every human is carrying around a comment or a criticism that someone in their life said to them. And that shit is baggage on our backs. Like, like removing that can be really hard. So I do think like you do make a good point that learning to kind of keep it moving and knowing that you cannot change people's opinions of you and that they have the right to have them, but that they don't have to always affect you emotionally yes, is very but, powerful. But I would add that I mentioned that I also had a very traumatic fifth grade year yes. with a teacher who was incredibly mean and kind of singled me out for punishment and it was only much later that I was able to be like, oh, she was a sad person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, imagine like bullying a 10 year old. <laughs> I cannot. And I, I cannot. <laughs> it's just like so pathetic. Like, get over yourself, lady. So that's how I think about it now. At the time, it was like obviously very upsetting, but I think I also, yeah. I think like my reaction to, her was to be brattier. So, oh, Dory, you, we are so different. I love it. <laughs> so you just kept, you were like, I, kept, I know what you don't like and I'm going to do kept it going. Like I, I remember one time I w- I put on sunglasses in class, and, like <laughs> refused to take them off. Dory. What? Like just stupid shit. And she was like, why are you like, take off your sunglasses? I think I was wearing a hat also. Like we weren't allowed to wear hats in school. (laughs) You were just real incognito that day. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know. But then, yeah, I think we had an election in class and like my class voted me like class president, which I think also like annoyed her. Anyway, all that to say she sucked and I mean, she just was a miserable person. But yes, I think it's like important to let these things go to the extent that we can. Yeah. And also, and also remember that like the vast majority of the time, it's about them, not you. Oh, totally. And I mean, the reverse can be said of when I've had a negative reaction to someone or something and then I like 
take a beat. And I'm like, totally. Oh, what's going on here, Kate? What's happening? All right. Well, listen, where were we? Because I think I was about to remind people that we have a newsletter. (laughs) Yeah. I gave a pretty solid candle recommendation in one of the most recent newsletters for a limited edition Target candle. So you want to get on that. Yes. And you better. Yeah. Subscribing to our newsletter gets you all kinds of very special Kate Prod Rex. It's basically me like looking around my desk being like, what is the weirdest thing here that I haven't talked about? (laughs) Um, So yeah, so you can subscribe at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. You can also call or text us at 781-591-0390. You can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. I did want to just say like, so we are recording this right before we go on break. And I'm taking some time off with my family. And I, I just think that I'm going to delete just about everything on my phone for a week. I just kind of have reached the breaking point. And uh, I'm going to delete news apps. I'm going to delete social media. Just for a week, I think I need to truly... Un- Maybe even I'll just keep my phone off. I need to unplug. And I've never unplugged from news. I've always unplugged from social media. Like if I go away or if I'm you and I are on like a vacation week. But I've mm-hmm. never unplugged from news. And I think I need to take one week off from news. This is intriguing. This is intriguing. Well, you may recall the terrible New York Times profile of a white man and a a white liberal man who decided after Trump was elected president, he was just not going to read the news anymore. And like, yes, yes, yes. And actively decided not to know what was going on. I do recall. Mm, yes, yes. It's a it's a wonderful just uh, lesson in, in what white privilege can look like. This whole mm. piece. And now, am I possibly practicing that for a week? I'm gonna I'm gonna do what that man did, but just for a week. Okay. Is that a bad comparison? I should not compare myself to that man. I mean, no. I mean, I think it's 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 worth bringing it up, and it's also worth acknowledging the privilege of being able to do that yes but i also think you can do whatever you want and like i think you need a break i think i need a yeah i need a break from just the constant i think in order for me to then become for them to like mentally rest and then come back refreshed and ready to fucking take on the world i need Mm -hmm. just i need just a, a a brief pause it's just become it's become a lot um I'm I'm intrigued by this and will consider doing a version of this myself because I will also be away with my family for a week and who knows how that's going to go. So, you know, well, you know, when you're away, sometimes it is nice just to like sit and read the newspaper for a while. Right. Well, maybe, you know, that's an interesting point. Maybe I will only consume analog news. Ooh, just like pick up a copy of USA Today. Yeah. Mm. Like when they ask, do you want newspapers delivered to your room? I'll say yes. I don't well, think it, I'm going to anywhere that delivers newspapers <laughs> to my room, but in the fantasy, in theory, in the yeah. fantasy we're living. <laughs> well, you know, I do think you do make an interesting point because the way, you know, I can remember like my mom getting the newspaper and she would read sections. She'd get mad if I took a section out and she would read the whole thing front to back. And then she would watch the news in the evening, but that was like basically her news. And then I guess NPR was on during the day. Okay. So there was a lot of news circling around, but it wasn't this kind of like 
me, you know, an alert popping up in my face every two fucking seconds from the New York Times and you know, may just, I may I suggest? Yes, yes. I got to turn my alerts off. News alerts. I yes. I have them all disabled. I get okay. zero. I get no no notifications about news, and it's really it's it's kind of nice. Okay, like, I'm I get. Do that I, now. I see the news, but like it's nice to just not have it constantly like bleeding in my face. Okay, I'm turning off. I'm turning off all notifications on news. That's and, forever. And That's good like, advice forever. Yeah. And not to be like super cliche about who I am, but I have a lot of old New Yorkers that I haven't read. I mean, that is just bring them. That is so and not read them (laughs) (laughs) and continue to not read and continue to just, yeah, just have them lying around in a pile. Oh gosh. Um, no, I am going to bring, I am going to bring my Kindle and I do plan on loading it up. Oh, do you want to hear a hot library tip? <laughs> yes. I want literally nothing more than a hot library tip. I feel like I learned about this in the Forever 35 Book Club Facebook group. Such a great Facebook group. Such a great Facebook group. I could be wrong, but I think this is where I learned about it. So I assume you have Libby, right? The, of the course. I lets love you, yes, borrow Libby. library books. So like I have a library card from the city of Los Angeles. And then I have one from the county of Los Angeles. And I also have one from Broward County, Florida. Wait a second. Because Broward County lets anyone who lives anywhere get a library card. Are you serious? Yes. I love that. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Broward County. Thank you. Like, I, I mean, I kept this to myself for a while because, you know, they often have books that are not available in the LA library system, but I, I do feel like I need to share the wealth here. So hot, hot tip. How did you find that? You find that out in the Facebook group. Yeah. I also have a card from the San Bernardino library system. Okay. Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of California library systems. I think technically if you live in California, you can get a card from any California library system, but for a lot of them, you have to show up in person. But San Bernardino, you can just register on the internet. This is amazing. So I'm on a quest to find as many libraries as I can be a member. Dory is collecting digital library cards. Oh, gosh. Well, can I tell you what I'm reading right now? Oh, yes, please. Okay, I am cruising. I am reading the first book in the Ice Planet Barbarians series, which is... Oh, my God, this is so you. Okay, go on. I mean, Google it. Um it is basically is it NSFW. <laughs> it is major. No, the pictures aren't NSFW, but the okay. the All books right. are very NSFW. It's a romance, a sci-fi romance, alien romance series. It, it's been on Kindle for a while, and then it went like mega viral on TikTok. And so the first book has been released as a paperback. So I'm reading that actually, the actual paperback of Ice Planet of Barbarians, and I am cruising through it. I mean, there's alien sex, there's adventure. There's like evil aliens. They're on an ice planet right now. I mean, it's just, it's, it's like everything. The writing is great. Like it's really fun. And then of course, like the, I mean, the alien is just like a bone or bone machine. I mean, it's just so Dory. It's everything I've ever wanted. Wait, you, 
you could not, you did not get into sex education, right? The TV show? Yeah. No. Okay. There's a, Why, there's a, is there whole, alien sex in it? Because there's a I will whole watch. alien, there's a whole alien sex through line. Oh, subplot. really? Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. One of the I teens can... is very into alien sex. Oh, like reading mm-hmm. alien sex and writing it and stuff? Writing it, enacting it. A lot of alien sex. Okay. All right. Well, that so, teen listen, character and me. If that's what gets you into sex education, then my work here is I done. Gotta watch that. All right. Well, uh, listen. If you want to check your library for Ice Planet Barbarians, I just want to say I recommend. I mean, I don't think it's personally my thing, but I'm open to other um, historical romance suggestions. <laughs> Uh, okay listen we should take a break but before we do that should we tell our listeners about our guest today oh my gosh yes Uh, (laughs) i'm so excited for everybody to hear this interview we talked to dr aquia boutin she is a licensed psychotherapist she focuses on individual and couples therapy and truly This was like the most healing, soothing conversation I think we have ever had on the podcast. I mean, I felt like I had taken a warm bath when we were done talking to her. Yeah. I mean, it felt like we were, yeah, it felt like we were in a warm bath talking to her. Yes. Yes. Dr. Aquia is just amazing. We talk all about like what different kinds of therapists do. She really helped break it down for us. We talked about boundary setting, mm-hmm. wellness rituals. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just covered it all. She's just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. She's, she's really great. Just to tell you a little bit more about her, she's trained at multiple acute and outpatient facilities across the Tennessee Valley. She received a master's in clinical psychology from Alabama A&M University, and she has utilized her training to provide cognitive behavioral therapy, aka a favorite of mine, as one of the primary adult therapists in an outpatient clinic. And she also has experience as a psychological examiner, conducting intelligence and psychological testing for private practices. And she's just I mean, you just trust me. This she's like a security blanket. Yeah, just buckle yeah. up, get a cup of tea, and just rest yeah. and enjoy. All right, we will be right back. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. 
Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Hey, do you want to tell me why? No, no. I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast 
But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes, Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Well, we are very excited to welcome Dr. Akuya K. Watton to the show. Hereforth will be known as Dr. Aquia. We have the <laughs> sign off to go yes. profesh casual, which we love. Um, <laughs> and we are so excited to have you on the show. We always start each episode asking our guest for their most meaningful self care practice, whatever that looks mm. like to you. So mm. I'm going to open up the mic and let you. Uh, think on it and share what you do as self-care. I love this question. Yay! Oh, that's wonderful. I think the most meaningful recently, because it evolves over our lifetime, doesn't it? What we need each moment might change. But right now, I think my most meaningful is um, what I call my turn down service, um, mm. <laughs> which is I typically see patients till evening time. And right when I'm done, I change my settings in my house. Lights go down. Right. Candles come on. Ooh. Right? <laughs> gentle, gentle music. Ooh. Right? Okay, okay. Right? And <laughs> I'm like on a journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Okay. Just this, this welcoming, this ushering into rest not only happens when you go to bed, but it happens when you're approaching bedtime. 
So I'd really try to like just turn down my body, my brain to kind of receive this rest that I've been waiting for all day. Do you kind of also disconnect from technology during this turn down time as well? I definitely try to. Sometimes that doesn't happen. If I have some things I've got to tie up or if I am kind of sending messages to people online. Um, so sometimes that doesn't happen, but it certainly does create an, uh, an atmosphere and an environment to, um, to compel me to not be on technology. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it sounds like it also kind of helps your brain shift to yeah. the next phase of the day. Cause I'm, yep. Just so my I'm clear, you're you're still working from home, or are you seeing clients yeah. at home? So so your the workspace kind of bleeds into the home space, and that's when things can get very stressful, right? When that boundary is not set, I find. Right. No, that is exactly it. And I knew that during the pandemic, um, I quickly learned that was not sustainable and would not work. Mm -hmm. So I needed to. Um, kind of signal, have a, yeah. have a, an environmental shift and change so that I knew, um, this is a different, this is my home again. It yeah. is my office with the different lighting and different atmosphere. And now it's, it's relaxation time. I'm wondering what it's like to practice self-care when your job is to basically like listen to other people's problems all day. Um, do you like let the therapy seep into your personal life? Do you try to keep those separate? How does that work for you? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure if it is um, training or it's temperament, but I early on created separation. Mm. When I, for when I was early on in my career, I mm. created a separation. I used to work uh, maybe 40 minutes from where I lived. And so even the drive operated kind of as this mental yeah. separation of like un the undoing of the day, as well as, um, you know, separation really looks like um, feeling like you've tied up every session, mm. right? And so I try mm -hmm. to do that throughout the day. Okay. There are moments, there are peak through moments, right? The moments where you might be concerned about a client, you're concerned about how their night's going to go. Yeah. Um, or, you know, it feels like it might be a long time till I see them next, right? Based on just the heaviness and yeah. the, um, the burdened experience that they're having. Um, yeah, but, the separation has been pretty successful for me, I think, in my career. Just, um, I think it's a mental shift. I don't know. Okay, so yeah. let me pose this question. As a professional and an expert, do you have tips on setting boundaries, whether it is with other people or even boundaries for yourself? I'm asking this because this is something I personally struggle with, but I do feel like we have a lot of listener questions that really involve kind of the overstep of people's personal boundaries mm -hmm. and the discomfort with, ha with having to set them. Mm -hmm. What do you tell people when they are struggling with that? 
the first thing I tell them is that boundaries are based on your self-awareness. So that's our first step. Uh-oh, okay. You must become aware of what your needs are and who you are in order to safely protect the borders of your personhood, right? And so really beginning to um, tap into understanding, am I a person that likes to, to talk to people throughout the day? Or do I like to talk to people at night? It feels really heavy when I have to have these conversations on the weekends with my friends. So maybe my body and my brain is telling me I, I don't need that, right? And so really beginning to listen, to attune to what your feelings and internal cues are telling you, self-awareness allows you to know, all right, I can talk to you throughout the day. After eight, my brain's a little mushy. It's not going to work, <laughs> right? Mm. Boundary. Yeah. Um, it could be based on how this person makes me feel in conversation and chronically. I need to set a boundary around the access and the time that I give this person in my life. But I don't know that unless I listen to what my internal cues and guidance is telling me. What if you can't hear them? Like, is, is learning. <laughs> Is it, is yeah. learning how to listen and even, you know, I feel like so many of us, especially a lot of women are kind of conditioned, not even to hear those cues mm -hmm. yeah. or, pay, or give them any validity. I mean, even yes. is, that's something that you, you've seen. That is probably the number one thing I work with women wow. on wow. that we have learned to divorce ourselves from our intuitive guidance due to childhood concerns, trauma, societal narratives, um, the norms that we have just ingested throughout our lifetime. Yeah. We turn that voice off, mute it, sanction mm -hmm. it, censor it, whatever it is. So we don't know how to do that. Right. And so the step there is to um, sometimes, depending on the person, you have to slow down enough to listen, right? So that means yeah. slow down your life, take some breaks, journal a bit, do meditation in the morning, take walks quietly without technology, um, you know, sitting in, in therapy and actually sitting and thinking about yourself, not everybody else, just yourself. Right. So that's how you begin to open a portal to really listen and understand yourself better. You make time for it. There is a natural process in the body that if you create the space, what needs to happen will rise to the surface. Hmm. But you've it will rise create, to the surface. You've got to create the space in order to get there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So hopefully that makes sense. But those boundaries are just really looks like relational boundaries with time, access, yeah. um, you know. You you brought up therapy. Um, and I was wondering if you could kind of break down the difference among the different types of therapists, because I, I feel like a lot of people kind of feel like they should go to therapy, but they don't know where to start. And even just the initial, like, should I go to a social worker? Should I go to a psychologist? Like can seem overwhelming. Mm -hmm. um, so if you could kind of break those down and maybe also talk about how you might 
kind of decide that one or the other is best for you, that would be great. Mm -hmm. So the way that we work in this field is based on training and degree. Okay. So the training that you have really um, grounds the, the type of therapy or type of work that you do. Um, there is, there are a lot of, th um, there's an overlap between the different degrees, but mainly how you are trained determines what type of service you're going to provide, right? So someone that is a licensed professional counselor, they're trained in counseling, they're trained in being able to help people through mental health concerns. They are not trained in what a psychiatrist would be trained in, which is uh, that person has a medical-based training. So they work with a person on um, medical, um, with a med medication, med monitoring. They're helping with really analyzing disease process or disorder process. And how do we mitigate symptoms, minimize symptoms, improve quality of life, things like that? Typically, psychiatrists are doing that. Over the past maybe 10 to 15 years, that's expanded. Some psychiatrists are doing a little bit more therapy and, and things like that. But um, a psychologist, so that's the medical degree, right? LPC, licensed professional counselor, licensed marriage and family therapist. They deal with systems work, right? So that means that we're thinking about systems, relationships, how you relate to other people and how that helps uh, or informs your, you know, concern that you're coming in with master's level clinicians. Okay. 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 I'm a medical degree is psychiatry. And then psychology is a doctoral degree, right? Where that person is really, they're based in diagnosis, testing, assessment. So they have the capacity to give you a diagnosis of ADHD or um, being on the autism spectrum, things that require some higher level of testing, right? Okay. They can do therapy as well, and they do do therapy, but they have this specialized um, capacity to do testing that the other uh, areas do not. Um, social work, also typically a master's level degree. Um, and if they're doing therapy, again, they're doing a diagnostic therapy and counseling at the same time. How do you know? I know that gets super confusing, but we all are trained a little bit differently, right? Yeah. yeah. But if you're looking for a therapist, you're not basic, you're not basing it on degree as much as what service you'd like to get. Mm. If you want to go in for couples therapy, an, a marriage and family therapist would probably be a good fit. They study couples work, right? If you're going in for individual based uh, concerns and you might need a diagnosis, mm -hmm. you might need to know, I do I have ADHD? Is this something that I need to, you might want to go to a psychologist, this right? Very helpful. Yeah, yeah this is I, really I did helpful. Not, I had never thought about a psychologist in terms of the diagnoses versus a and the testing. Like I'm, yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, so that's what the the specialized training is typically in. They're able to do the testing. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Now you are a psychotherapist. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
So psychotherapist is a traditional name for therapist. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. It also, it also classifies what type of work that I do, right? Psychotherapy is different than counseling in that psychotherapy is more long-term work. That means that we're just really looking at system. We're looking at, um, the longevity of this person, right? So I'm looking at childhood throughout the lifespan and how that's really impacting the person presently. And um, I do that in a longer period of time. I don't do that in a shorter period of time. So I see my clients at least uh, typically around a year or so more, um, sometimes upwards of six years. Sometimes a lifetime. I have some friends who've been with their therapist yeah. since childhood. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So and I hope that's helpful. It is it is really helpful. I had I had a, an experience where I was seeing a therapist and didn't realize they were a Jungian therapist and so I wasn't I didn't know until later when my psychiatrist was telling explaining this to me and why I didn't may possibly connect with them. Yeah. And there was just so much that I feel like as consumers of the, is the wrong word, patients uh going into finding that's someone to work with it can there's so much we don't know. Um, yeah. And navigating that can be really overwhelming. Yeah, so much so. That's why that consultation is a really important phone call, right? Because yes. you sit down and you ask the person, I typically tell people to ask them a few things, but the one of the main things is, how would you go about working with me in this issue? What is your training in and what does that usually look like in a session? Right? So if a person says, I'm more person-centered, that means you are the expert. I'm here to really, really support you as you're going along your journey, mm. right? Um, someone that's a psychoanalyst would, would be less hands-on, right? Um, the psychoanalytic tradition is really more about you working through your defenses and patterns and things like that. And so they're going to be not as hands-on. So asking the questions, our job as the provider is to explain. Okay. Can I ask a question about etiquette when it comes to therapy? Sure. Uh, is it do, like, how do therapists feel about patients ending the professional relationship? Mm -hmm. Is it okay to stop seeing a therapist after a few sessions if you aren't feeling it? Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I know we've talked about this on our show before, and I, I feel like we've had listeners kind of call and ask about how do you handle those moments in a relationship with a therapist? I would love to hear your perspective from mm. the the doc the side of the doctor of the professional. Yeah, it's it's different for every person, um, but you know we come to care about people, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, and so it is. It can be difficult to. Um, not only say goodbye to a person, but then also to not really know what's, what happens at, you know, at the end of this story, you know, we don't get the, really the privilege of knowing that even though being pretty invested, um, in that. So sometimes that can be difficult and it's understandable that sometimes it's not a good fit. Mm. And so, it is helpful and really, really kind where you have the capacity to talk to your therapist about the fact that you don't think it's a good fit. It's a challenging conversation, yet 
it really does expand your ability to set boundaries for yourself. Most therapists would welcome that and actually even applaud that to say, Mm. yes, thank you for telling me that. I want you to get exactly what you need. How can I help you? Can I give you some referrals? Are there, is there a certain type of therapy that you're looking for? Oh, yes, I have a colleague or, you know what? You should call this agency. They do really good work in this area. I love that. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's worth, we need to remember that ultimately, hopefully a therapist does have our best interests at heart and, mm. you know, does want us to kind of find what works for us. Yeah. Um, a question we get a lot is my partner, my best friend, my insert loved one here, um, is depressed or, you know, has anxiety and I think would really benefit from therapy, but refuses to go. Mm. How do you deal with a situation like that? Um, and do you have, are there, are there strategies or like best practices for like convincing someone to at least try therapy? Mm-hmm. It's a, that's a hard one. That's a mm. hard one because it's hard to see someone suffering Yeah, when you feel like something else could be happening for them uh, and yeah. you can't make them do it. Right. Yeah. So it's a tough, it's a tough situation. And yet there are things that can be helpful if you are a supporter or you're in the role of the person they call and dial when they're in crisis mm-hmm. to bring to their awareness your limitations. Mm. Because sometimes when we're in the midst of our the turbulence of emotional challenge, we do not realize that you as the other person have limitations. Right. And so you being able to say, Oh my goodness, that sounds so awful. I hate to see you going through this Mm. again. And it's so hard and it's so heavy. And I want to be here with you. I know that I have limitations in this. And that should not stop your ability of healing. And I want to support you in the best way I can. I really feel that you should talk to somebody about this. Can I help? Can I help you identify three people? Mm. How about I come over and we look through profiles, right? Mm. Or um, I really see this to be something that is overwhelming your ability to cope as your friend. I'm actually really concerned, Mm. right? I'm concerned that based on what it is that you need, that I'm not even sure if I know how to do that, right? So there are ways to be able to identify for them, oh, there's something that I need that's not here. Mm -hmm. I need to do something more, right? Um, and then the hurdle is getting to the place. So you yeah. being able to cut that space down is really helpful. I also love how you handled that because you were giving a great example of setting boundaries, which I mm-hmm. feel like once yep. again is the thing 
that is so hard for so many of us, especially in this kind of situation where you have a person coming to you and you truly aren't equipped to support Mm -hmm. them in the ways they need. That's That was such great advice. So we're just going to take a short break and we will be right back. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel. I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm-hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm-hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Okay, we're back. I, I'm curious, and I, I know I was reading um, your bio, and I thought it was really interesting that you talk about resilience and tragedy and kind of trying again in, in the face of fear, because one thing we've kind of talked about again and again in the last year and a half is this kind of cumulative trauma, societal trauma that we are experiencing. and 
how we're processing it individually and also kind of on a larger scale as a collective. And I don't know if I necessarily have a question about it, but I would I would just love your thoughts or reflection on kind of how we can get through this time in a way that um that we that we deal with what we've experienced because I mm-hmm. I'm I'm worried that I'm personally going to avoid a lot of the hard feelings that come up or we're just going to try to move on as a as a mm-hmm. society and not address the pain and the suffering and the the grief that that um has has occurred. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really great observation and um, maybe even even invitation, right, mm. to someone that might be listening right now that you've been through an awful lot. Mm. It's okay to be broken, to be sad, to be speechless, to be confused over how life has evolved over the past year and eight months. Mm. Long time. Right. And so one of my, one of my favorite um, authors and um, just scholars in the area of self-compassion, Kristen Neff, just talks about how having self-compassion has the ability to get us through the darkest of days in life because it gives us the space to heal. Mm-mm. Resilience is not about the absence of challenge. It's really giving you the opportunity to recover. Mm. Right. And we don't give ourselves time and opportunity to recover. Yes. That's a really amazing way of putting it. Mm -hmm. We need that. And so give yourself time to recover. Take the vacation. Take the time, tell your boss it's too much, right? Don't get down on yourself or hard on yourself when you're not meeting deadlines. This is not normal. You are not living a normal life right now. So the expectations need to lessen because you're going through a really hard time. Mm -hmm. Self-compassion says, just like you would a dear friend. It's okay. It's okay. It's a lot right now. Let me give you the space to just recover. Yeah, we were we were we were talking about this on the podcast the other day that this has now been going on for so long and the the trauma is just so big that sometimes we forget how it just affects our day-to-day lives. Yeah. 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 There's just been an increase in so many things, one of them being isolation and loneliness. Yeah. And, you know, so you you need more holding right now. You need more compassion, more affection, more, um, you know, attunement. It's okay to ask for what you need. Right. Because your body and brain is really telling you, it will tell you, you need this. Right. And so complying with that, not seeing that as a weakness. Right. Um, not seeing as like, Oh man, I just need to work through it, push through, you know, toughen up. This is not the moment for that. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, and you really just need to give yourself as much time as possible and also to talk about it. Yeah. To talk about 
how awful this is and how hard it is and how challenging it is and how you look at your family and you feel like I'm failing. Yeah. (laughs) Or I feel like I just look at my job and look at the inbox and just, and come into communion and fellowship in failure. (laughs) Right. Mm. Because that is a human, a human thing. Fellowship and failure. Yeah. I'm thinking about that listener we had, Dory, who wrote in, who was basically spiraling. She felt like she had, like everything was, like all the plates were spinning. Yeah, She was the breadwinner. She had set up an out of office because she wasn't getting any work done and she was scared of letting her boss down. And it was, it felt was the most relatable thing I had read, but it's just this, you know, it it felt like a, a representation of what we were kind of collectively experiencing too. Yeah. And- Having fellowship and failure, I'm like, that's just, mm, mm. and mm. tattoo that on my forehead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> right? Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Kate. Nope. Go, you go, Dory. I'm good. No, I was just going to ask Dr. Aquia um, about depression in Black women, um, mm. which, I, from what I understand, uh, is, you know, severely undiagnosed. Um, and I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about why that is and how Black women can kind of find help in therapy. Mm, mm-hmm. That's a good one. You know, um, there is a concept, and I'm going to fail in quoting the scholar who did this, um, but um, the Black superwoman syndrome. Mm-hmm. is a a epidemic <laughs> right mm-hmm. where black women are socialized um even biologically um um wired to feel like we have to hold the world upon mm-hmm. our shoulders right that in some way we are required to care for all and to do that without any weakness or the presence of any feeling. Yeah. Right. And that is, I think society has really shamed, um, black women for feeling. Right. There are even studies, I think, in the medical community, community where black women's pain is not even registered the same mm-hmm. as their counterparts. Mm-hmm. Right. That we are expected unconsciously expected by medical doctors to take on more pain. Our pain levels are higher for some reason. So there's just a lot of baked, baked in, you know, ideological errors and challenges that set up an environment for black women not to feel safe enough to, to be heard and seen. And then on top of that, um, there's a stigma and um, schism, I think, in Black communities around mental health and pursuing that where historically help didn't look like us, right? So where do you right. go with your, where you're, with your pain, right? So there's a collection of, it's multifactorial, but there's a collection of things that, that work together for undiagnosed depression. Lastly, it looks mm. a little different um, in Black women, right? Where uh, a Black woman will may not be um, debilitated by depression. Um, she may continue to work, take care mm. of all the people, um, you know, be seen as functional. Um, right. 
overtly, but be silently suffering um, in coping in maladaptive ways that are also in line with what we would say is clinical depression. Mm. Right. So it makes a, it's a challenge. So we need to have culturally competent um, practitioners that can diagnose, that can see the differences in some of the symptoms that arise. And then also the empathy to see black women's pain Mm. as valid and true and worthy of addressing. Yeah, your point about there not being therapists who look like you, um, mm-hmm. I think is such an important one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's changing quite a bit now. Thank God. Yeah. Um, there's so many, so many people that have, um, I, I am excited when I see some of my students, you know, are black mm-hmm. women and um, mm. getting their doctorate and just really excited to cheer them on. And, yeah. um, you know, to see that, yeah, it's changing. The field is changing. There's more access to help. Obviously there's disparities there, but we're, we're, we're rising. I'm glad. <laughs> Can we talk about, um, you have a, first of all, you have a lovely website, but I of oh, course was you. drawn to, all the kind of wellness focused stuff that you have. You have a wellness mm. ritual guide that looks so interesting. You sell a rosewater hydrating mist, which I'm obsessed yeah. with mists. And so <laughs> I, I would love to hear like, how do you advise people on creating a wellness ritual? And maybe what are, what are some of your practices in this area? Right. I'm so glad to talk about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, my first degree was in um biology pre-med and so i am i think i am forever connected to the body and how much mm. it gives to us and tells us and we can learn from it mm. as well as the psychology of um you know humans and so wellness is is holistic it is what we think of when we think about total body right total put mind, body, and spirit, soul, depending on who you ask. And Mm. um, I work with people on changing dynamics within their life, but change does not stop there. Mm. How you live, how you care for yourself, what you put in your body, who you put around your body, (laughs) right? Mm. All of these things are really important. And so... My wellness guide gives people access to what I probably don't get to in therapy, (laughs) which is Mm. (laughs) how do I actually do that on a Tuesday when I'm not seeing you, Dr. Queen? What do I actually, okay, I need, I need to do a self care kit. Okay. What do I put in? Who do I buy from? Who are holistic brands and what, what, you know, areas do I go to that can help me? So, um, I decided to put something together. It's usually based on my clients, um, put something together so people can know what are my options? How do I actually create a ritual guide for myself? Mm. Right. What do I do when I'm feeling depressed versus when I have anxiety? Right. Are there certain foods that I can actually eat that would be helpful during times that I might have seasonal affective experiences? Right. Um, where would I go and buy that? So those are the things that I thought about when I 
when I wanted to put the wellness guide together. And I partnered with two brands, two female-led Black women who are powerful, amazing brands, um, Vela, uh, Vela Negra, which is, uh, she's a Latina, um, Afro-Latina woman that put a, so- a soy candle holistic brand together that thinks about your self-care, as well as Black and Green, a holistic marketplace, which has all Black um, founders and products that you can uh, use for your self-care. So yes, those are the two I partnered with and I put them awesome. A part of the guide is some of the activities are using their products. I I cannot wait to check that out (laughs) and also probably get myself a bath bomb. Yes. (laughs) We always joke on our show, like baths are so, except like oftentimes people will baths are kind of like the, are they, or are they not self-care? But I feel like they are oftentimes the ultimate self-care is just yeah. soaking yeah. in a hot body of water. Yeah. Well, it's, mm-hmm. it's actually, ca- you know, caring for your body. If you, if you're not a bath person, you, you can still take care of yourself, <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah. some people like it and some people find it to be restorative in a space where you're not doing anything except for just caring for yourself, hopefully. So um, it works. I like it. Well, and I appreciate that you are validating that caring for our bodies in this way is not frivolous. It's mm-hmm. actually enhances our well-being as people. It does. You know why it's so big right now? I think it's so big because it is, um, we weren't really socialized to do it as much. Yeah. Right. And so some people have a legacy of literally not knowing how to care for themselves. And so it's not that it's commercialized and that's why I'm doing it. It really is. Dr. Quia, I don't know how to do like, what do people do to take care of themselves? Mm. It's like, you know, that you can have a skincare routine. It's just basic, but it requires time, mindfulness and attention. And so that's really the self-care, not the actual cream, <laughs> but it's the, it's the intention, the time, the, the love that you put into the vessel that you've been trusted with. This has been like the most gentle, loving conversation yes. we have ever had. It's such Aww. a pleasure to speak with you, truly. I, I would just I'm very jealous of all your clients. I would love to just do, <laughs> to do this on a weekly basis. <laughs> uh, luckily, though, you are you are accessible to yeah. people online as well. Can you tell our listeners the best ways to find you and access your work? Of course. Um, so I made it pretty easy. It's a Quia K Boatin on most of my um, platforms. A K U A K. B O A T E N G. Um, and then also com is my website. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. No TikTok. That's about yet. it. No TikTok. <laughs> we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> it's hard. It's confusing. Uh, oh my God. I feel like old when I talk about TikTok. <laughs> I know. You're in, you're in a safe space here. We do too. Uh, yeah. Well, Dr. Quia, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been really great to have you. 
My pleasure. My pleasure. And thank you all for what you do and just sharing light and love and information to people. You just never know of all the people that listen to the work that you put in, how they might be in the balance sometimes. And they Mm -hmm. really need just someone that will come alongside them and say, I get it. Yeah. I see you. This is, this is a way in your scene. So thank you. Well, I hope everyone had their cup of tea. I really enjoyed that conversation so much. It was almost yeah, it was like, so I think nice. I, 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 whenever we have a therapist on, I'm like, Kate, don't use this as like an opportunity to make them <laughs> give you therapy. <laughs> but don't you think they're kind of expecting it? They have to, they must, <laughs> they must be used to it by now. <laughs> Um, but I really loved getting to talk to her, Dr. Aquia. It was really great. And I, I, lo- I loved her perspective on wellness rituals because it just, it was just very, like, very grounding and, and thoughtful the way she presented it. And I feel like it, it was an important point in the kind of dialogue about self care and wellness. Yeah. Well, speaking of, mm-hmm. let's talk about our self care intention story. Okay. So last week, I talked about unsubscribing from all clothing emails. And not buying any new clothes until the end of the year. Um, I did buy some underwear new. Have you tried it on yet? It hasn't come yet. Okay. Okay. I'm dying to know if you like this underwear. Okay. Um, But yeah, I've bought a couple of secondhand things that I haven't picked up yet, but (laughs) I I have bought them. Um, But you have them. Yeah. But yeah, I've been and I continue to unsubscribe. Good work. It's kind of great. And you know what? It's actually, I think, good timing because I'm unsubscribing before the flurry of Black Friday and Cyber Monday emails. Ugh, the worst. I, mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm really eager to avoid all of that madness. Yeah. So thank you, Aja. Yeah. You know, um, it's an, oops, sorry. I was just going to say it's, it's really challenging to, to make these changes in the, within the, world this kind of system that we live in where you're just bombarded yeah it's really hard yeah that's all that's all i wanted to say (sighs) um and then this this week week, this week as discussed before we are recording this prior to the thanksgiving holiday and i'm about to embark on some long cross-country travel with my two and a half year old son who historically has not been the biggest fan of airplanes or being confined to a small space for four and a half hours so my intention for the week is survival and look i am i am grateful that we have the means to be able to travel. Yeah. I know that not everyone does. And I'm really happy that we can like go somewhere as a family. Yeah. But I'm also like, (laughs) (laughs) so I think both things can be true as with many things. I think you're right. Well, last week I was going to focus on logging off and taking a mental break, which I'm still going to be doing. But here's something I want to throw into the mix for the week, which I'm still not sure how I'm going to accomplish it, is positive self-thought. Again, this is like a larger challenge for me, but um, just something I kind of want to start figuring out a plan to kind of strategically work in some positive self-thought into my day-to-day. 
just working on that self-esteem, you know, it's really mm. building myself up. I love this for you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, <sighs> can I give one yes. quick update to listeners who have asked? Oh, yes, of course. I am currently doing on my face half Fintner's Daughter, half the Kin and Grail KG-185 Botanical Oils Facial Serum. I'm doing the thing you did with foundation where you had half of your face foundation and the other half blank. I'm just doing Vintners on the left, KG-185 on the right, just doing that every night. So I'm in the process. I'm in the testing process right now. I just wanted to give everybody an update. I will have my thoughts on these two similar-ish products next month. Stay tuned. I cannot wait. I have thoughts. I already have thoughts. Okay. All right. Well, let's just also remind everyone that Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dori Shafrir, and you, Kate Spencer, and produced and edited by Sammy Junio. Sam Reed is our project manager. Our network partner is Acast. And we will talk to you again in a couple of weeks, but it will not seem like that for you. Oh, yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.